Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. At the Intermountain Fair Housing Council, we not only believe those words and that justice is just around the bend, we believe that it is up to us, yes, to you and me, to make sure that we achieve it. My name is Sarah Jarazek, and you're listening to Around the Bend, a fair housing podcast. Today we're diving into a fair housing history mini-series. This series consists of six short episodes, all focused on a different aspect of fair housing history in the United States. From at least the mid-1800s, the official policy of the United States government towards indigenous people was literally to confine them. Native people were separated by tribes, or sometimes groups of tribes, who didn't necessarily even speak the same language, and relocated to a space of land. A space on which they were now stuck pretty much indefinitely and this land was called a reservation. We know that the violent suppression of Native people began much earlier than the first reservations, but this time period is significant, especially because this is when the more systematic relocation and actual confinement of Native people really took off. Now, reservations were unsurprisingly drawn up in the way most convenient for capitalist interests at the time. And on top of the horrendous violence they faced, as families and whole communities of people were forcibly moved from their homes— Entire generations of indigenous people experienced a sort of collective trauma, something we refer now to as root shock. Root shock is a traumatic stress reaction to the loss of some or all of one's emotional ecosystem. This definition is according to Dr. Mindy Fullalove, a professor of urban policy and health at the New School in New York. Dr. Fullalove says at the individual level, root shock is the emotional trauma a person experiences when his or her environment is devastated. At the community level, though, root shock is the loss of interpersonal ties and the social, cultural, political, and emotional capital that is vested in the collective connections. This literal uprooting of people and forcing of them from their community can have long-lasting effects. When we lose our familiarity with our environment, we lose the detailed cognitive knowledge we have of places, of people, and ourselves. The trauma of root shock even increases an individual's vulnerability to violence, substance abuse, and physical and mental illness. Though the actual term root shock is fairly new in the mainstream lexicon, the concept is pretty familiar to the world of psychology, and even more so to the indigenous wisdom, which of course long predates any of the academic journals that are writing about this phenomena today. Root shock has been studied in relation to climate refugees, refugees of war, migrant laborers, the descendants of enslaved people who were forced to North and South America from Africa, then again when large groups of Black Americans were pushed out of the South as industrial demands pulled them to the North and West. And most recently, and as what served as the actual catalyst for the naming of this phenomena, massive root shock is being observed in real time as a result of gentrification. And Dr. Fullalove says that root shock can happen even before physical displacement. In 2017, the Washington Post ran a story on the Meridian Hill neighborhood of Washington, D.C., where, in the late 1900s, newer white residents started complaining to the police about the noise original residents were making on Sunday afternoons. It turns out that that so-called noise was, in fact, a drum circle. It had been happening every Sunday afternoon since the 1960s to celebrate Black independence, A curfew was eventually enacted to put a stop to the noise. The article goes on to say that hardly any of the residents of that original drum circle live in the neighborhood now. They were forced out for one economic reason or another. Land, housing, neighborhoods, they're not 
commodities. And until we put the needs of people above the interests of capitalism, this will keep happening. The legacy of root shock, whether by physical land displacement or gentrification or urban renewal, it will continue. But we can change that. Until next time, my name's Sarah Jerzyk. The Intermountain Fair Housing Council is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to ensure open and inclusive housing for all persons without regard to race, color, sex, religion, national origin, familial status, sexual orientation, gender identity, a source of income, or disability. The work that provided the basis for this presentation was supported by funding under a grant with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. The creator is solely responsible for the accuracy of the statements and interpretations contained in this presentation. Such interpretations do not necessarily reflect the views of the federal government.